1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a tough day for Scottish football. Top flight games will pretty much be back behind closed doors from Boxing Day onwards after new government guidelines. Celtic are amongst those proposing to bring the winter break forward and rescheduling the fixtures instead. And St Mirren request postponements for upcoming games against Celtic and Rangers after further outbreak at the Paisley Club. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this evening, we've got Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna. Yeah, just three or four days before Christmas, Gordon, but seasonal cheer is in very short supply in Scottish football. Nicola Sturgeon cutting capacities down to 500 from Celtic to Stenhouse Muir from Aberdeen to Annan regardless of the size of your stadium that's as many as you're going to get in and I think clubs have reacted very quickly they don't want that they want to bring forward the winter break they want to defer all the games until the fans can get back they think it's fairer than the fans and it's certainly more financially important for them and as a man who's just reclaimed his freedom Mark Wilson you're back in the building After joining us from home at the weekend uh, We've got you in as our special special Covid correspondent tonight Yes I'm glad to be out and about I am immune <laughs> And uh, yeah I'm glad to be back in the show But it's, uh, it's a bittersweet moment Because it's sad news unfortunately For fans all across the country And just two days after we've seen the colour and atmosphere At the cup final between Celtic and Hibs the capacities are cut to 500 and you think the sensible option is staring everyone right in the face with a winter break just a couple of days away. Would it make more sense to bring it forward? Well, I'm sure a lot of people have opinions on that this evening. Surely can be the first time that Mark Wilson's get fit and Celtic have wanted the game off. Oh one four one. It's too early to joke about this. By the way, I don't, did you not get that memo? This has been a very serious day and very serious business indeed. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. What do you make of all this? Then I appreciate it's difficult. We're we're back. Goodness knows how many months where everything's colliding here. We're we're going to talk football and inevitably that's going to stray into virology and science and medicine and politics and just all the things that you and Mark Wilson are. Experts on Roger Hanna Yeah listen It's disappointing Daz isn't here This Tuesday night He's he's missing out Because he would have Given his own Expert take on, on The political scenario And the epidemiology mm. Of it all But we'll, we'll try and get through As best we can uh, Yes so let's hear from you Then on the phones What do you make of it Just your, your general reaction How it feels Because that's always something That we, we like to think We can provide It's just that platform For fans to see how, how they feel What's your reaction to, to that news In terms of How disappointing it is You don't even have to be Agreeing or, or disagreeing But just, just how it feels to know that the game that we all love Is going to take on some sort of a different form uh, In the coming weeks And if you do have thoughts on Whether it's right, whether it's wrong How we proceed, what it might mean For, for different clubs and, and fixtures going forward uh, We'll try our best to do the lot I can see the phone lines are extremely busy 01419511025 Let me just recap If for some reason you're just joining us Or you've not heard the news today The bit that affects us in a football context, sporting events in Scotland are to take place in front of severely reduced crowds from Boxing Day. It's as the country attempts to slow the spread of the Omicron variant. Scottish football's got a very busy schedule in case you hadn't noticed. Festive fixtures, derbies in Dundee, in Edinburgh and Glasgow, again, in case you hadn't noticed. Um, as it stands tonight, they, they go ahead, but with 500 supporters max. 
in attendance at each game Now I'm, I'm sure that could be subject to change The new restrictions are set to last a minimum of three weeks The Premiership is meant to start a two week winter break After the Edinburgh Derby on January the 3rd Let's hear from the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon Not something we say too often on Clyde One Super Scoreboard The first from the 26th of December Inclusive of that date For a period of up to three weeks We intend to place limits on the size of live public events That can take place this does not apply, let me stress, to private life events such as weddings. For indoor standing events, the limit will be 100. For indoor seated events, it will be 200. And for outdoor events, 500 seated or standing. Physical distancing of one metre will be required at events that go ahead within these limits. This will, of course, make sports matches, including football, effectively spectator-free over this three-week period, a situation similar to that in Wales from Boxing Day. And it will also mean, unfortunately, that large-scale Hogmanay celebrations, including that planned here in our capital city, will not proceed. I know how disappointing this will be for those looking forward to these events and for the organisers of them. But I want to underline why we think this difficult decision is necessary. Firstly, we know that the much higher transmissibility of Omicron means large gatherings have the potential to become very rapid super-spreader events putting large numbers at risk of getting infected very quickly. Limiting these events helps reduce the risk of widespread transmission. It also cuts down the transmission risks associated with travel to and from such events. And second, uh, and this is not an insignificant point, these large events put an additional burden on emergency services, especially the police and ambulance services. At a time when these services are already under severe pressure and also dealing with high staff absences, limiting large-scale events will help them focus on delivering essential services to the public. Let's get stuck in on the phones. 01419511025. Extremely busy. Paul Indram Chapel is first through. How do you feel about all this, Paul? Uh, I just I feel that these boys pay seven, eight hundred, nine hundred pounds for season books and. They're not going to get to see an old firm game in the, in the United Habs Hearts. I just I feel as if the fact that the football should be just closed down now. And everybody, if she's worried about all these things, then just close the football now. See, before we get to you know what should happen and, and whether it's right and whether it's wrong, I think Paul's opening sentence is one that we shouldn't overlook before we go any further, Roger. This is, this is devastating for football fans. This means so much. To so many people We're not saying it's only about football We heard Hogmanay in Edinburgh's been cancelled And the whole world's going through a difficult spot I get that But we're a football show This show and many others like it Revolve around how much this game means to people And, and not in a, a light-hearted Oh well you turn up at three o'clock Our relationship with football in this country Is far far more important Than what goes on between three and five on a Saturday So this is really tough for people to take this evening yeah, listen, there's a natural disappointment from supporters There's a natural disappointment from clubs as well Paul mentioned the cost of his season ticket straight away And part of the issue, and it was the same When we went through the, the, the first lockdown If you remember when, when the games were, were stopped um, Paul's worry will be he, he has shelled out money And the understanding that he's going to get A certain number of games for his money And the number one game On that agreement is The Rangers game Now, yes, the, you know the season The winter break could be brought forward And all the fixtures could be knocked back A couple of weeks But 
we've had these small sort of circuit break things in the past and told, you know, something's going to last three weeks and the last four months, Gordon. So the, the worry for Paul and all yeah. supporters tonight is going to be, yes, the First Minister said today these restrictions will be in place for three weeks. She didn't say it be in place for only three weeks. So even if the games are put back into January, middle of January, late January, there's still no guarantee that supporters will be in. And then it's even worse. You know, if Celtic have... 53, 55,000 season ticket holders Who decides what 500 get in for the game? Yeah, I mean, Paul, what about that? You know, we, we shut down now And maybe, you know, we can't get back up and running in three weeks What do we do then? Or are you just of the view that you, you try now and, and, and hope for the best in a few weeks? Yeah, you've, you've got St Mavens who are wanting a couple of games off now They've got a few players with COVID Obviously, your health comes first so why not just shut down Tiffert and all sorted And then get back to it Yeah there are, there are a few different strands to this story That's another one that, that Paul mentioned St Mirren But before we even get to these restrictions St Mirren are meant to play Celtic and Rangers And they've requested those games be postponed Because they've got a Covid outbreak at the club And there's yeah. some reports tonight that that's been knocked back But we'll yeah. keep an eye on that one Yeah I'm, I'm, that is one part I'm not really understanding Um if you look down south at the weekend, Gordon, we we were on the show here on Saturday. There was one game left on Saturday in the English Premier League. Um, there was hardly any games in the English Championship League, one league, two. Clubs have been hit with COVID mm. outbreaks among their players, among their backroom staff. And the English Premier League and the English Football League down south just postponed the games. Mm. A couple of weeks ago, Airdrie Queen's Park was off. Early in the season, I think Ross County have games off as well. Um, there was a Hibs game mm. up, up there. So... Um, I believe there's 12 players One backroom member at St Mirren Have been affected by this There might be more today I think Jim Goodwin was bringing back youngsters Who are out on loan at Lowland League clubs Just to fill the bench For games against Celtic and the Rangers um, I think that was a genuine acceptable request For the game to be put off And I would like to know the reasons given For not putting the games off uh, yeah, if you've got any thoughts on the specific St Mirren aspect to this Then you can share them as well 01419511025 I think Mark, before we even begin to get bogged down on what it means For, for my team Because that's the way it always is going to descend here What is it? Well, Hold on, what, what about us? And, and we've got this game And before we view it through that lens Paul, regardless of what team he supports Has forked out hundreds of pounds for a season ticket And now you're looking at Okay, well, what, what happens from here? So that'll be the same for thousands of fans with all different colours of strips on up and down the country. Yeah, of course, and it's hitting the, the supporter harder than than most. And it's not just financially that's hitting supporters. You know, there's all sorts that are attached to to real proper supporters and match day other than money as well. You know, mentally, um, you know, you get to socialise with people, you get to meet people. They've went through a lot. The average fan has went through a lot in terms of fortnight for their season book, double jabbed, then adhering to the passport rules, the booster a lot of them have had, and yet they are still feeling like they're being punished. And it's hard to see that that isn't the case because, you know, a lot of other industries will remain open and I get that these large crowds could be super spreaders. But when everybody that has to get into these stadiums now have to adhere to certain rules, then... You think they've ticked a lot of boxes So it's a sore one to take for supporters And you're right, it's not about individual teams Because this is across the country And everyone's in the same boat here uh, Alan is in Falkirk What's your take on it, Alan? Uh, Paul wants you know the shutdown brought in now What would your opinion be? 
Hey, good evening, panel. <coughs> uh, obviously, I think tonight you're going to get Celtic fans wanting off and Rangers fans. I'm a Rangers fan, as you know, and I think the game should go ahead. Uh, as Roger says, the First Minister says, it's three weeks at the moment. What if it's five weeks? What if it's six weeks? Then what if you get a bad month in February? It's all ifs. But when, when do you start playing these fixtures? Uh, you must keep the games going. And <coughs> Even behind closed doors, though, Alan, did we not sort of unanimously agree? Because... Again, I, I get it. This is Glasgow. Everything's going to be viewed through the lens of, of Rangers or Celtic, which is quite depressing at times because this is a bit more important than that. But did, did the full football family, if you can use that really annoying phrase, not all agree that the games behind closed doors were just rubbish? Oh, the the rubbish bit is, as Roger said, and the First Minister says, it's three weeks at the moment. So do you take the chance and if it ends up five, six weeks, you're going to have to play them behind closed doors? And the cynical part of me being a Rangers fan, Celtic's got a lot of injuries at the moment. Yeah, I, I get again, I get, I get that, Roger. I'm not sure we'll we'll ever get away from it. Does that does does that come into the thinking? Who's injured? Who's not? Who's available? Who's not? I get why fans down the line might be frustrated it, about it. But well, listen, part of it might come into individual clubs thinking. I don't think this is an issue that clubs get to vote on. I think it's an issue for the SPFL board to vote on. They'll be having meetings tonight to decide what they want to do. All the representatives of the Premier Clubs, Championship League 1, League 2, they'll be canvassing the clubs in those divisions to get their own take. They'll report back to the SPFL board, Neil Doncaster, Murdoch mm-hmm. McLennan. Um, I would imagine Broadcast partners Sky Sports will put £25 sale. million pounds into it. We'll have a huge say there. Currently scheduled to have St Johnson Celtic Boxing Day, Aberdeen Rangers on the Wednesday night, an old firm game on the Sunday, and an Edinburgh Derby on the Monday lunchtime. Um, and at a time when the English schedule has been torn to ribbons by COVID, it'll be interesting to see whether Sky want to lose four very attractive Scottish mm. Premiership games as well. But, you know, I believe John Swinney has spoken this evening and has. Spoken about the possibility of the League Cup final on Sunday being regarded as a super spreader event. So I'm beginning to wonder now if the Scottish Government have thought we can't have any more big gatherings of football fans or rugby fans or Hogmanay revellers together because it's just too dangerous. Mark, is there scope to explore the football side? Alan's talking about, you know, who's injured and who's not, who's available, who's no. not. Does that come into it for no, you? No, listen, you've got to forget all that just now. It's it's much bigger than that. Um, who's injured and not? If he's, if your argument is that Celtic have a lot of injuries just now, and it would, you know, it would uh, aid them get their players back. Celtic have got a good enough squad to win games just now with all their injuries. You know they've shown that in, over the past ten days. So forget about that. It's about I, I really think it's about getting the fans there mm. uh, after having such a hard what eighteen months. I know fans. And then forking out money And the mental aspect That comes with being a supporter It's only right to get them In the stadiums For the games And the easiest way Is bringing the break forward And stop football mm. As soon as possible I mean Alan To be fair You mentioned that You said you know Cynical and, and injured or not So hypothetically If we can go there If If there wasn't This big game Round the corner And, and, it, and it wasn't Celtic Would your view Still be the same? Because you know Would you take this Injury scenario Out of it? Well, as a previous caller says, I, I'm a season ticket holder as well. Never got to a game last year, uh, and it's terrible. But where do you take the chance? It could be, it could be a month. It could be three weeks. It could be four weeks. I think you've still got to play the games. You just get the games, keep them going, and then get to the third of January and have your three week break. And hopefully, after that, we get the fans back in. 
just this prolonging it, and you might not get fans in. Yeah. Is, is the problem with that Alan And by the way I, I'm just trying to explore All the arguments here I, I'm, I'm not even necessarily Disagreeing with With what you're saying Without coming across all uh, Jason Leach or, or whatever on you If you're asking people to As as of Boxing Day to, to Or as of the 27th Sorry They can only meet Two other households They can't go In, in their big gatherings Hogmanay the, the Hogmanay is cancelled Remember the, the street party in Edinburgh Is cancelled So how could a game then Go ahead on the on the third and, and, oh, and then, you know, then do the winter break Then is that not Just moving things around To suit football uh, Maybe Maybe it is Gordon But I don't know Where he's starting Where he's stopping It's It's a, it is a hard one eh? Very and, uh, uh, The second is the name Of course isn't it I'm thinking the Edinburgh Derby uh, Which is the third in, in terms of the games And playing the games People keep arguing Or, or I'm seeing social media When are we going to fit These games in I, I don't know You might be able to tell me Better or Roger it, is there no scope to run this to summer with, with the World Cup being in the winter? Is, is there a possibility there? Well, the one thing I would say, Roger, it's never as easy as it sounds. So that's well, that's one solution. Well, but we to, also got. To answer my question about the summer, Scotland have four games at the start in, of June. In June, yeah. You know, four Nations League games. Um, the season's pushed on anyway because of the winter break, the Scottish yep. Cup final at the end of May. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think the clubs who, who are looking. For the winter break to start I'm going to say immediately After tomorrow night's games um, I think the plan would then be to restart Round about the 15th or 16th of January Which is when the, and its restrictions That Nicola Sturgeon announced today Would be due to lift Now that would be two weeks earlier Than they were due to go back So there's a Scottish Cup card The following weekend Gordon So if you're missing Boxing Day games Midweek games And the New Year games You need to fit in Three sets of fixtures So would it be possible To go on the weekend Of the 16th The midweek prior To the Scottish Cup And the midweek After the Scottish Cup Which are all three dates Before the Premiership Would You know Ordinarily restart It, It does Push games Into a very Very tight window And it would Probably mean The old firm game Taking place in a midweek Which again Authorities aren't always keen on Uh, Alan thank you Uh, Thank you to Alan and Paul Both sides of it there Bring in the winter break now Don't bring in the winter break Play behind closed doors So already in the first part It's good to hear both sides of the argument That's what we're all about So keep it going on the phones We are on Twitter as well Uh, Chris is on And he says uh, As a Rangers fan I want the games to go ahead Football fixtures over the festive periods Is special Something to look forward to But um, I completely respect and understand The reasons why others may be calling a halt to it um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it Chris has sent me a couple of tweets there But he certainly covered it in the the first one So pick up the phone, let us know what you think We'll hear many more of your calls I'm sure next Oh come all ye faithful And hope your team is joyful and triumphant Merry Christmas From Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna We should have been partly reviewing the weekend's action Looking forward to a big clash between St Mirren and Celtic tomorrow Which right now we're not really sure if it's going to go ahead or not I think at the moment it's it's still on officially um, But we will keep an eye on that one And we're looking forward to what could be a really tough period for Scottish football either way Whether games go ahead without fans that's clearly rubbish And if they have to be rescheduled well that's not great either But let's bear in mind we find ourselves as a, a country, as a, a world I guess In a pretty difficult spot tonight We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Tag says the restrictions are only going to be reviewed In three weeks, not lifted The peak of this wave is to be projected in mid-February 
And there is absolutely no point in postponing the fixtures Especially when the weather forecast is mild up until the break So not only do we have to try and predict Covid We have to try and predict the weather That That's that's too much for us to handle I, I think uh, we, We've got enough trouble Predicting football matches on a Saturday afternoon Stuart Mack says Similar Roger saying the 15th for restrictions That's just when they're going to be re-evaluated yeah. What if fans can't come back then Do they continue to push back Or just go ahead without fans But clubs have two extra weeks To add in the transfer window And uh, yeah So lots of your thoughts and suggestions uh, Coming in And to, to add to the crazy nature of it all Despite the fact Every club in the land's told 500 fans There'll probably be 17 or 18,000 at Easter Road tomorrow night for Sean Maloney's first game, Hibs against Aberdeen. You know, it, it, it's, it's, some of it, and I can understand the way callers are, are exasperated by this tonight, Gordon, because so much of it doesn't make sense. Uh, we are on Twitter, like I said. Pete says, forget football for now. What about the impact to other businesses who also rely on match the income? I get there are no guarantees, it'll only last three weeks, but we need to use the data we have now to give them a chance, and if it's longer, then we restart anyway. Uh, says Pete Let's bring in Ted Who's in Cumbernauld What's your take on it all Ted? Uh, how are you doing? How are you all tonight? Good thank you Hi, How are you? Right uh, I've got a different take on it Right You've got The fact is That if the old firm game Does get rescheduled You have three Rangers players Going to the African Cup of Nations On the 3rd of January For two to three weeks mm-hmm. Which means they'll miss out Whereas obviously Celtic's injured players Probably will be back yep. I say the third week in January So In this famous saying of Sporting integrity uh, Surely That's Not the way it should be then Oh I mean don't get me wrong Ted I think anyone who's proposing that, that we um, You know we, we we bring forward the winter break Reschedule the fixtures Look none of this is perfect None of this is even Is even close And we wish we weren't there does it all have to be about the game against Celtic though? Is there not a bigger picture out there? That's what it's coming down to. Yeah, no, but I'm asking if that's if that's right. You know, we all have a choice about what what emphasis we put where. Right. Okay. If Celtic weren't playing Rangers in the second, in the second, and they were playing, say, Ross County, do you really think they'd be going for this big push for mm. for getting it postponed? I, I, I've no idea. Do you think they're the only club that's pushing for it? Probably not. But so would that not sort of? Contradict the argument then I mean if, if the vast majority of clubs say Or, or 90%, 80% I don't know But if the vast majority were to say We want it postponed That that would suggest that it's a bit more than about You know Celtic's injuries Or, or Rangers African Cup of Nations players No? I'm only making the point that Surely That has to come into it Where you've got three players that Have already been told they can go And they went up the, the, the break Scottish uh, the break But now they're going to miss vital games because a team's proposing that we bring the winter shutdown forward. I mean, I'm assuming Rangers will be arguing this at the meeting they have soon. Perhaps, Martin. Like I said, look, n- none of it's perfect. That that obviously wouldn't be that wouldn't be great either. That's that's the full, no. the full thing is a mess. I think we have to remember that from the start when people are trying to come up with a solution. It's not like they're saying that that's good or, or ideal or desirable either. It's about, I guess the. The be- you know the, the the best case scenario. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure when the SPFL have their meeting and the chat about it with all the clubs, I don't think Rangers three players that are going to the African Nations Cup or Celtic injury list will come into it. It's it's a bigger picture than that, unfortunately. And I get fans, um, as certain clubs will see it one way, and it's about this game on January the second. But like we all know, it's it's a much bigger mm. issue. There is no easy answer to it at all But when we've got a break 
you know, just the the day after that game, then this seems a logical solution to it. Because I, I get, I get actually where Ted's coming from. Because I encourage people to view this from a football lens. So you know, so I, I do get that, Roger. The problem when you go down the hypothetical road, just to, to throw, and I'll maybe get Ted's thoughts on this. If Celtic, and I'm using quotation marks, you know, get their way and it gets rescheduled. What if by the time the rescheduled game comes around Kyogo, Joe Hart and Tom Rogic are all injured in training that week So it's easy to sit here tonight and say Oh well that'll benefit them and, and it'll disadvantage them But, but no one knows that, that's, that's impossible to try and forecast well, Listen to Gordon Duncan would agree with you If Uganda had qualified and he was missing Beavis Bungabi for three or four <laughs> games deal. But, but Believe me But Listen, we're sitting here on the 21st of December Assuming the African Cup of Nations competition is going ahead. I know the AFCON president and his delegation are in Cameroon assessing the situation. This tournament might not take place. Believe me, if the Euros can be moved back a year, the African Cup of Nations can be moved. There are concerns. There is the Omicron variant in Cameroon. There are concerns over the infrastructure there. And, you know, we talk quite rightly. Joe Aribo, Leon Balagan, Calvin Bassett players up here. There are superstars of the world <laughs> game like Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Going to the African Cup of Nations They will not want anything to befall Mo Salah and or Sadio Mane I, I, I'm sorry, just quickly two, on two that and a half weeks to go I'm not convinced this tournament is going to take place anyway But let's say it does As an example There have been so many English Premier League games That have been cancelled So they might be rescheduled at a time When those African players can't be there We, we do fall into habit in this city of of feeling like it's all about us and it's all about yeah. our team. Um, forgive me. Have Liverpool had any postponed due to COVID yet? Having games off, although they have been kept. Um, Virgil Van Dijk, Fabinho. Um, I think right. who else was that? The, the four players. I but, think they missed. But as an example, yeah. if Liverpool's game is off due to COVID this week and then it's rescheduled for a game during the African Cup of Nations, they will be without Salah and Mane, and that is just that's just life is a bit unfair at the moment. Um, yeah, listen, very possibly Yeah, I tend to agree with you But and, and we're also assuming, by the way That the Old Firm game Is going to be rescheduled For a date later within on in window. January yeah. Within that window When the three players are away um, You know, they, they might just decide That it's too tight to do it there Sky might decide They haven't got a window for it there These games might be put back to February Or, or March or April But it is a very congested mm. Fixture calendar as Neil Doncaster will tell you uh, Right Ted it was nice to hear from you Let's hear from Josh Who's going to give us his take on it all Josh is a Rangers fan What do you make of it Josh? Hi Gordon how you doing Roger and Mark um, Obviously really You know re- obviously really disappointed today um, But I just I mean I, you know I was listening to the show And I've seen some of the reaction on social media And things like that And I just you know, I wanted to phone and, and just, I suppose, really try and roll the dial back a wee bit on this because, I mean, p- people are really good at feeling fast and thinking slowly. Um, and the, I suppose you, you could say a few things about the football at the moment, you know. Um, so football in Scotland is so important for the mental well-being and the physical well-being of, of everyone, uh, every football fan and so many people that live in Scotland. Um, that That is completely true. Um, and it is also so important to the economy. That much is true as well. Um, but also, also 100% true is to, you know, to deny the, or, or to minimise the reality of the situation, the public health situation that we are in at the moment is to deny the existence of gravity. 
um, you know, we we are really, really, uh, I work in the health service and, and we are really, really under a lot of pressure at the moment. Um, and the, it feels a bit like the reaction from fans today has been one of, which I can totally understand, I can totally understand the frustration, but it feels a lot like um, this is something that's been done to punish fans. Um, and, and I can get that because in my view, um, football fans are, are, tr- are treated poorly in, in this country. Um, but we also talk about how fans... I mean, we talk about how the Scottish League is, is one of the per capita is the best supported league in Europe. Um, and we're really proud of that. But we can't then turn around and, and be outraged um, when football as a, as a large-scale event is one of, the, one of the first things to go. Because it is the, the highest followed per capita um, football league in Europe. So I'm not, I'm not surprised at this announcement. Um, it's disappointing, um, but I, I think I think the most important thing the fans can really do is take a step back and objectively ask themselves, you know, how much do I actually know about the the, the response and what's going on in government and, and the discussions that are ongoing around this public health crisis? Um, and if you can honest, if, if you honestly can answer yes to that question, then you know you need to really have an objective think about it and think to yourself. This is obviously really disappointing and really emotive, but these decisions are being made in the best interests of the collective nation. Because you know, you know, this isn't just Scotland; this is global, and we have been in this for some period of time now, and it's not going away anytime soon. So we need to get used to these disappointments. Yeah, I love that phrase at the start. What was it? People are people think think quick and. What people are very people are very good at thinking fast. It, people feeling are very good fast at feeling fast, thinking slow. thinking slow. Wow, like I'm going to steal that. I know Hugh Keevan certainly will. Yeah. Um, Gordon Dale's in the bath writing that down. He'll, he'll use that. <laughs> Josh has just delivered a, a dose of perspective which doesn't often exist on well, on Clyde One listen, Super On a serious Roger. note, this is the biggest public health emergency of my lifetime, of your lifetime, of Hugh Keevan's lifetime. Mm. We're now did he almost, miss the Spanish flu? Well indeed I we're think, now, think he did We're now almost two years into it But we've reached the stage Gordon Where society is having to try and live with this public health emergency And try and adapt our lives to it It's not going to go away anytime soon Even if we wish really really hard It's not going to go away anytime soon So we've tried to live our way around it I think many of us thought we were maybe succeeding in getting through it until this variant developed at the tail end of this year. So we now have to try and find a way of living around it. Now, the Scottish Government today have decided that the best way for the next three weeks, possibly more, to live around it is to cancel these large-scale events. The Hogmanay in Edinburgh, the rugby, bring down five, you know, bring the football down to 500 fans. They've decided that to try and handle Omicron, this is what they're going to do for the next three weeks, possibly longer. And listen, maybe Josh is right. Maybe we just do have to suck it up and get on with it, whether we like it or not. Yeah, we're not the only ones that, to go through it. Although I'm not sure that that can necessarily make you feel better. It does provide some perspective. Um, I mean, you can also spin that both ways because Brian tweeted me to say the German and Dutch leagues have carried on playing with limited or no fans. Uh, so why not us? Although I think they were still in the. Did I see an attendance of. 15,000 was it maybe I need to, to double yeah. check that At yeah, one of the big games Bayern Munich didn't have any injuries um, Oh yeah I did forget about that Anyone away at any international tournaments? Don't Not yet um, Mark What do you make of Josh's point? Yeah listen He's put it in perspective a bit there Josh said that 
you know, people need to stand back and actually ask themselves what they know about the what's going on. And I think that's the problem with everyone. They don't actually know because there's mixed messages, you know, coming out daily from the government, from the people who advise us and who we're supposed to take the lead from. And then when the football fan is basically feeling like they're being punished, I think that's where the kickback comes from. You only have to open up your social media to see what the actual real football fan thinks about it because... Well, to be fair though, I mean, Josh is a real football fan. Yeah, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that. Um, but he says people just need to stand back and think what they actually know. That is the problem. They don't actually know. Two days ago, Jason Leach, Professor Jason Leach was saying he has no problem with the people inside he used McDermott Park when they're in yeah. there that crowd but it's getting to the grounds it, I get the whole point yeah, but football fans will see well travel's still on trains are still on buses are still on okay maybe 30,000 haven't went there but the football fan I think feel that they've jumped mm. through a lot of hoops to get into stadiums and done everything that's asked of them yet it's the first them in the hospitality are the first to have the rug pulled from their feet give you the final say on that one Josh yeah, no, um, I, I agree with a lot of the points the guys are saying. Um, and I think just one of the things, you know, Gordon, is, is we're really bad at drawing false equivalence. Um, yes, you know, I would agree with that. <laughs> you know, comparing, you know, people are saying, oh, well, the pubs are still open. Why is the football getting cancelled? You know, if the pubs were shut, people would be saying, well, why is the football still on? Do you know? So we need to try and just try and, <laughs> ironically, we need to just try and isolate this issue of football and, 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 and keep on that rather than draw false equivalence, particularly as well with other countries, because what's happening in other countries is changing every day as well. Um, so, yeah, I think we just need to, you know, stay on point more than anything. And uh, that's the ice cream van coming down my street, so I'm going for a flake. <laughs> That was the plot twist I did not expect Make sure you sanitise your hands Josh That was Josh and Irvin 01419511025 The joint response group The people in charge of dealing with this Have issued a statement this evening Celtic have issued a statement Aberdeen have had their say I'll tell you what the various parties have to say for themselves next Hugh Keevan's first Christmas Was the first Christmas Season's greetings From Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here 01419511025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB uh, Keep your calls coming in A difficult day as we try and digest the news About either uh, the restricted crowds Which which is the case That's the fact at the moment uh, With certain people um, looking to maybe Find a way around that Move fixtures and that sort of thing Let me remind you What has been said officially on the record By Neil Doncaster Chief Exec of the SPFL He calls it a hammer blow uh, To fans uh, And to clubs He says that clubs had adapted quickly and effectively To previous restrictions And will work with them In implementing the guidance from today's announcement In the coming days So just quickly Roger As I go through this That line there tells you that, that As things stand That they're looking at you know, Playing behind Essentially closed doors Yeah um, Well Officially I, I, As things stand just now We will have three Premiership games tomorrow night With yeah. Open gates Open turnstiles yeah. As many as you like In the place And then from Boxing Day It will be Restricted mm-hmm. to 500 people Per game um, Whether or not the clubs And I believe the clubs Will be meeting tonight There will be Lots of discussions With the SPFL board With broadcast partners Sky yeah. To see what's going to happen We have got A full card Boxing Day A full card Next Wednesday night We've got a full card At New Year Including of course Celtic v Rangers On the 2nd 
Hibs v Hearts on the third There's a Dundee Derby in there in the second as well A lot of big games Which would have attracted a lot of big crowds And have already seen An enormous amount of money spent on tickets That is money which could stand to have to be refunded by yeah. clubs at a very difficult time financially. Yeah, clubs are starting to make their feelings known. Celtic have asked the SPFL to consider moving the winter break forward from January 4th to this weekend in order to give ch- the best chance of, of supporters to watch games in person. Um, Alan Burrows, Chief Executive of Motherwell, has gone on Twitter saying something similar. Um, Aberdeen have highlighted the financial impact of virtually empty grounds. They say that matches at Pataudry are traditionally very well attended, vital source of revenue, particularly given the last two years. The latest restrictions could cost the club half a million pounds. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of discussions to get through. And whilst we're on the, the subject of Aberdeen, um, Stephen Glass has had his say uh, on it. Let's hear it from him and, and see what you think, whether you agree or not with what he had to say. He says he doesn't understand why it's limited from Boxing Day and not tomorrow, um, because Aberdeen will travel to Easter Road tomorrow night. You're at a club like Aberdeen and I think that the biggest impact is going to clearly be the Dundee game at home on Boxing Day and the Rangers game at home on the 29th. So there's there's no doubt we'd rather play that in front of the people that have come home for Christmas to watch us and they've already bought tickets. Uh, I think the club provide a safe environment, but we don't make those decisions. If, if it was playing in front of very, very limited fans, I would of course I would rather not play and play in front of a big crowd in those games, 100%. Uh, the, the bit I'm saying that I don't see the reasoning if that is the case hypothetically is why would you say this rule is really important in four days three days time but not tomorrow night I don't see the reasoning at all and I don't see the sense in it uh, Roger what do you make of that as a an argument um, listen there's lots of arguments in the next few days lots of different opinions levelled at the minute th- there is no right answer to this Gordon because some clubs want the winter break brought forward Other clubs don't want the winter break brought forward um, it, it's, It is the, the official no-win situation um, Whatever happens, it's a mess Whatever happens, supporters of many clubs will be unhappy You've already seen statements out You read some of them there just now Clubs are unhappy at the prospect of losing large sums of money So there is no Correct way out of it That's going to satisfy everyone But I think the clubs Will be burning the midnight oil tonight To try and reach some kind of accord That gets as many of them content As is possible But as with Scottish football And this is Scottish football Captured in microcosm Not everyone's going to be happy Mark what do you make of that From Stephen Glass on the timing Are you buying that? No I think in terms of timing You've got to be realistic And there's got to be a time scale on it Now if the government and Nicola Sturgeon come out today and says everything's shut down as of now, you'd have full houses tomorrow night complaining that they only had 24 hours notice, the, the preparations that the clubs have put in place. So, you know, you've got to give people time and four days down the line, you know, yep, the virus will still be there, it will still be as dangerous, but it allows time uh, and clubs who have put in these preparations to adhere to the, the rules. I mean, I guess you have to pick a start yeah, date, don't yeah, you? Of I mean, course. You can't just say, as of now, Nobody's allowed to leave their house or uh, go into stadiums. And again, without going too far away from football, there clearly has been an appetite, which if it wasn't there, I'm sure would have been widely um, argued to, to let people in have a normal Christmas. Of course. So it was always, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's always going to fall after Christmas. So Stephen Glass is right when he says if he, if he certainly has a choice between a large crowd mm. and, and minimal numbers, it's a large crowd, or get the game off. I think a lot of managers will think like that. You even actually just look... Look back to Ange Postacoglu Just 
a couple of weeks ago when there was a silent protest at Celtic Park and and he was saying how that affects the team, how they want the fans there. Mm. Every single manager is the same about their fans. That's why I think it's so important that, you know, the winter break comes in sooner rather well, than later. Listen, it's not about today and tonight. David Martindale's been wanting this exactly. winter break brought yeah. forward for a week. Yeah. The man's he, a visionary He foreseen it all He saw this coming yeah. So it's not all about People jumping on it tonight He actually wanted it uh, Previously Whether that happens or not We will see Darren is in Easter House What's your Point for the guys tonight Darren? Uh, good, uh, good evening Gordon and panel um, What my point is um, Is We knew that Covid wasn't going to go away um, The Board Knew Covid wasn't going to go away The Government knew COVID was going to go away. So why are we waiting? Why are we being reactive to a decision being made that's already happened last year? Why, at the start of the season, is the board no sat down with the clubs and said, if anything like this happens again, touching a baseline, if we need to get into the just crowds, if St Mirren lose seven players, this is what we're going to do. Not, why ask, why, why, why is St Mirren asking for permission? There should already be a baseline there. If you lose eight first team players, you can have the game postponed. Well, to, to be what, fair, to be fair on on that point, but your your, your other point certainly a good one, and I'll, I'll put it to to the guys. But on that point, I guess technically that does exist. So St Mirren currently have enough players to to be available, judging by the rules. So that's why that request has been rejected tonight. By the way, and St Mirren Celtic goes ahead tomorrow. So that that rule is there, Darren. Do you have enough players available to fulfil the fixture? At the moment, the answer is yes, and that's why that game goes ahead. But they're pulling back loan players, aren't they? They're, play- they're, they're, they're players that aren't really there. They're trying to pull players back that are already at other clubs, and that's affecting the clubs that they're at. I mean, they've already been the other clubs that are pulling them back at last minute. They've got game plans and and and, thing, and games coming up, and now they're having to re- they're having to rejig because they're having to pull players back. Oh, don't get me wrong. Look, there's always going to be specific circumstances on a case by case basis, Roger. And you don't have to agree with the decision, but they, they, they tried to make it. They tried to make it simple. If you've got enough players to fulfil the fixture, you play the fixture. I think the key word Darren used there was reactive. And Scottish football have been very good at being reactive and not quite so good at being proactive. And that's not necessarily the fault of Neil Doncaster or anyone at the SPFL because they have tried to sit clubs down, sit down their member clubs in the past to say, right guys, I want to get some contingency planning done here. If situation A arises or situation B arises, let's try and get a plan in place that they just press the button on and the clubs didn't want to the clubs weren't interested in agreeing anything like that they just wanted to plough on and when something happens and something quite big's happened today then they'll react and when something big happens and clubs react Scottish football mm. Gordon they never agree yeah it's a fair point Mark because I mean that that you like to think you're elected officials and, and are then the people who run the football and governing bodies they have to make these decisions They have to see these things coming maybe but, but on the other hand Is this not just an ever changing Rapidly growing global pandemic And two weeks ago What three weeks ago No one had heard of Omicron variant And yeah. are, are we asking too much of people To have had it, um, had it in place I think somewhere in between yeah. I, I get what you're saying Gordon You know Who can foresee what's going to happen You're right Three weeks ago We were looking ahead to the cup final the game on the 2nd of January and the, the ones on the 3rd of January as well. And we didn't foresee this. We didn't foresee this shutdown. But, you know, Darren makes a point there about, you know, f- having rules in place. I, I brought the point up last season 
about certain rules and there were certain punishments and I always said there should be surely set rules that everybody knows where they stand before a ball's kicked. Slightly harder in this situation when it's, you know, to do with teams and amount of players. Did I hear right today the English, uh, is it the English Premier League, 14 players, 13 and a, an outfield player before the game goes ahead? I don't know, Roger, have, have we got that in place? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty so, much what we follow, yeah. So, uh, that's simple enough to follow. The other things that you're mentioning, Gordon, is hard to, it's mm. hard to predict. Yeah, I guess, like I said, about the, the things changing, Darren, because is it the, the, the winter break? That's what's sort of giving us a, a potential out, isn't it? I mean, if this had happened in... In September Then then we would have gone on I'm sure With the, the reduced crowds We wouldn't really have had much choice Is it just because that The winter breaks There is a potential avenue To, to move things around? I, th- I think when it comes in is Like you say Rangers Celtic I know there's more teams In the Scottish League um, flip, flip it round Rangers have got injuries They're setting the league They want That's at Ibrox Rangers fans are going to want that cancer. I'm a Rangers fan myself You're going to want that You're going to want to, the, the winter break to come and it's not, and as I said, Mark, it is more than football. It is more than the injuries. It is more than that. I know that. But the, re- the reason you're getting the Rangers or Celtic fans coming on, you've got that divide, is because we're just sitting in the situation that they're currently in. I think that the element of surprise doesn't help. I think if fans understood that, if we go down to, like I said, if we go down to 500 um, supporters in a, in, a, in a thing, yeah, a match, mm-hmm. um, that there's a baseline there that, yeah, can we postpone it for a couple of weeks? Can we do that? You know, I think the element of surprise doesn't help. It's a good point, Darren. I liked your call. Got us thinking. Thank you very much, Darren. In Easterhouse, uh, Cammy is on Twitter. He's a Motherwell fan. He says, It's time Mr. Doncaster and people in similar positions of power make a stand and point blank refuse these crowd restrictions. It's that time of the night already. Can you believe it? Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Now, after we play Beat the Pundit, we're going to hear from a Scottish Premiership Chief Executive to provide, uh, I'm sure, a very interesting insight on all of this stuff. So make sure you don't miss that. Before we do that, though, surely, even on this darkest of days, we've got a bit of time for some comic relief, a bit of time for Beat the Pundit. So give us a call before 7 o'clock, 0141 951 1025, and it could be you who takes on Roger or Mark next. Talking bubbles all year long. Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna are here. 01419511025 to get in touch on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We are reacting to the really, really tough news for football fans that top flight games are set to be pretty much behind closed doors from Boxing Day onwards, unless some clubs get their way. And we shuffle the the winter break around And try and reschedule them uh, For later on in the year So we'll see what happens Get all your opinions in So many people on the phones tonight Lighting up uh, Busier than I can remember in quite some time So keep the calls coming in We'll get as many of you on as possible And we will do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football we are about to hear from a Premiership Chief Executive as well So someone who clearly knows what's going to go into this decision making process There's always time for a bit of beat the pundit Just a minute or two, a bit of fun in these tough times Let's meet tonight's contestant who is David in the Gallagate Hi David How are you doing Gordon? I'm well, how are you more importantly? Are you I'm keeping well? Bad. 
Good. Yes, I'm fine. Nice one. Have you ever played before? No, I've not, no. Mm, right, let's find out then who you're going to be up against. If it's heads, it will be Mark Wilson, who's been stuck in the house studying, presumably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So non stop. Top drawer. Uh, or Roger Hanna, who starts on minus one because he's that sad. Anyway. Mark made me deliver all the papers round after I'd read them in my night out. I took, I took them round <laughs> so, he, so he could study. <laughs> Well, let's put the studying to the test It's heads Come Mark up. Wilson yes. Up against David in the Gallagate So we'll give Mark Wilson something else to listen to For a few minutes, David Maybe get him some Christmas music uh, 30 seconds on this clock Answer as many questions as you can And if you do not know Pass quickly and move on, okay? Okay Let's go 30 seconds starts now Who did Celtic beat in this year's League Cup semi-final? St Johnston Yanis Hadji joined Rangers From which Belgian side? Ghent who is the new manager of Greenock Morton? Oh, I took Emery. Who did Sean Maloney play for after his first Celtic spell? Wigan. Which team have conceded the most goals in the Scottish top flight? Ross County. Spurs have forfeited their Europa Conference game against who? Rain. Who was the last player to score a league hat-trick for Rangers? Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back Mark, can you hear us? Yes 30 seconds, same set of questions to you Time starts now Who did Celtic beat in this year's League Cup semi-final? St Johnson Yanis Hadji joined Rangers from which Belgian side? Genk Who is the new manager of Greenock Morton? Dugemini Who did Sean Maloney play for after his first Celtic spell? Aston Villa Which teams conceded the most goals in the Scottish top flight? Ross County Spurs have forfeited their Europa <sighs> Conference game against who? Uh, pass And who was the last player to score a league hat-trick for Rangers? Uh, Sakala <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, David, what do you think? I'll be close, I think I think you definitely oh, the last Really? David, it was a it was a roller coaster. I, f- I felt like you were both doing quite well at times, and then got a few wrong. And uh, Roger, as an expert of beat the pundit, did you enjoy it I as a neutral, it. as they say? Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You both knew St Johnston um, in this year's League Cup semi final. Uh, who did you say for the the Belgian club, David? Genk. Genk. And Mark. Yep, same. It was Genk. Oh yeah, I said Genk. 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 Play that back, Chris. I, I said Genk. <laughs> but I just asked Roger, you. Did I say Genk? I, I I couldn't hear with these cans on. And what did I'm David say? Sure. Ghent. Yeah. Ghent's not a team. It's it an aftershave, isn't it? No, that's a team as well. I said Genk. You you said you you said the same as David. Oh, you, I, sorry, exactly. I didn't hear David. I gave David. This is why I, I did it. I gave David a second <laughs> chance, and when when he said it, you nodded and repeated it back. I didn't know there was two. Anyway, I said gank We don't have time to play this back tonight It's too busy I'll tell you what We're just going to go level at the moment, right? Let's just run run with it The new manager (laughs) The new manager of Greenock Morton Is Dougie Emery So you're still level Uh, After his first Celtic spell Sean Maloney went to Aston Villa David Wigan was his second spell So Mark (laughs) Steady Oh well Mark Wilson goes one in front None of you got it right Dundee have conceded the most goals In the Scottish top flight Wren is who Spurs have forfeited against David got that No right. way So he, he equalises That's a great answer David And the last player to score a league hat-trick for Rangers Was Fashion Sakala Mark Wilson got it and Oh he not so great David <laughs> David at the post <laughs> oh, The winning streak continues David hard lines I tried to do you a favour on the whole Gent-Genk debacle But he's beat you anyway Ah, I thought it was. I've got a bad cough. You see, you thought I might have said Gent to the Gent. Have you got someone in the background there, David? 
What's her name? Uh, Lisa. David and Lisa Have a good night Thanks for calling Thank you very much Brilliant. Nice to speak to you That was David and Lisa From the Gallagate Doing the deliveries And losing to Mark Wilson A man who never tips Delivery drivers There's a, there's a <laughs> cruel irony To all of this stuff Certainly Nervous not. driver will be sitting there Shaking his head in dismay Right enough of that Let's get serious again <laughs> Serious faces on It's been a very serious night So let's get back to it We've obviously been reacting To the news today That sporting events in Scotland Are to take place In front of severely reduced crowds From Boxing Day there are clearly opinions, lots of them out there That we could maybe get around this by shifting the winter break uh, And there's a lot going on for clubs, a lot to take into account So rather than taking my word for it, or Mark's or Roger's I'm pleased to say Motherwell Chief Executive Alan Burrows uh, joins us on the line uh, Alan, thank you for taking the time You, I'll, I'll spoil it, I'll cut to the chase You've already put on Twitter, I said earlier You would be in favour of... Trying to move the winter break Rather than playing in front of No crowds or reduced crowds Why is that? Because I think Gordon Hi guys first and foremost Because I think Football is about supporters And I think we should give Every opportunity Whilst we have a, Effectively our own Version of a circuit break it, Breaker by, In terms of the winter break Available I think we should get, We should move it forward And try and allow supporters The opportunity to try And attend the matches I think that's I don't think We need to make a decision About playing these games Right now, right away, whilst we don't have all the information and facts, and whilst we're still sitting here with six months left of the season, and in my opinion, um, a suitable amount of free dates between now and April, um, and I say April as in before the split, um, I think we should give this every opportunity for fans to come and watch the games live, and, and, and I don't see any reason why we wouldn't try and at least do that. You know, I've heard some, I was listening earlier on and heard a couple of your calls saying, I think it's a very valid point to make, and I think Roger made it at the top of the show that. Um, yeah, but what about if this last three weeks, five weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks? Um, that's fair enough, you know, but at least we're given the opportunity to try and have the supporters have this. You know, if it means we have to play these games behind closed doors at some point in the future, then so be it. And, but I would like that to be the last resort rather than the first resort. So if we can have an opportunity to try and have fans in at some point in the future, try and have clubs commercialise games, try and not to pitch fans versus fans because we're only allowed 500, and then try and retain as much integrity around the competition as we possibly can, then then why not try and do it? You know, why not try and, try and make that happen? And, and that's really spurred my view that let's try and prioritise supporters, let's try and give them the opportunity, let's try and ensure that they are... Um, mental release that everybody I heard Mark talking about this earlier on and I think it's very relevant about you know the mental health impact of, of fans not being able to go along to football matches and have that interaction let's try our best to protect that for this period of time and if, it's, if it transpires that we can't then at least we've tried and I, I would expect as a supporter I'm a low supporter if I was on the terrace I would expect my club to at least fight my corner and at least push that forward and that's the reason why we've said what we've said tonight yeah, you're not alone in this uh, I just see a couple of moments ago Hibs have issued a statement requesting the SPFL brings forward the winter break Celtic did something similar earlier um, I'm not sure if Aberdeen went quite as far But they did mention the, the difficulties of, of playing in front of reduced crowds what, what, What's gone into today then? What have the discussions looked like? Where are we in the process of, of finding out if that will happen? And, and how much support do you think there will be for that? Listen, I understand that everybody's got their own priorities. I think sometimes in Scottish football, we often look at decisions through the prism of the old firm games and Rangers and Celtic matches. I think what it's important to say is that whilst that is a, a big has a big part in Scottish football and it's, you know, I think for many the showpiece game, I think it's also important to understand that there's so many other football fans out there who just want to see their team. 
I mean, Mother were due to play uh, Livingston in the 26th, Ross County in the 29th, and St Mirren in the 2nd. And, my, and fans of Mother want to see that every bit as much as Rangers and Celtic fans want to see their team play in that, in that big match. So, and that goes for, for fans all across the, the board. So, I, I, you know, I, I think it's important to make that point. In terms of what's happened today, clearly there's been a lot of discussions. There were rumours really early doors that it might be that the fact that we were completely shut down and there was there was none. And it's funny, I actually said, as you referenced what I'd said on social media earlier, it may, it may seem quite strange, but it's actually more difficult for clubs to actually try and arrange 500 fans than it is to arrange none. Um, you, you retain a lot of the cost base of so still trying to pay people to come along and service the game as you would normally. Um, you, but you have no ability to really properly commercialise the game. You know, inevitably it's going to be season ticket holders who've already paid the money in advance. So it's just going to be a cash burn at that particular time. So there's no hospitality, there's no general ticket sales, there's nothing else around about it. Um, and so again, all, when it, the decision was made by the first minister to make it 500, or it was announced by the first minister to make it 500, again it just added another layer of difficulty to clubs who may have been thinking about where, they, where their view was in this. Um, and just in terms of how they are going to administer that, how quickly can do that. Again, as I said earlier on, inevitably it pitches fan versus fan because we're going to have to try and choose 500 Mallow fans from my season ticket base of over 5,000. Um, and, and, and clearly that, that scales up depending on the club you go and how big it goes and, and those difficulties become even more felt. So I just think that's a really difficult place to be, particularly mentally for people. So again, all, on, all at my point of view and Mallow's view on this, is very much you've got a winter break there. Let's expedite the winter break. Let's move it forward. Let's reschedule the games in the areas that we can be scheduled into. Um, and if when we get to those games that fans are allowed in, then great, and, and it's been a success. If we get to those dates and fans are not allowed in, then we just need to play the games and go on with it because we've got, we've got less time and less space to try and be as flexible. But as we sit here in December and the, the split is not till April, then let's see if we can try and maximise as many fans in the ground at any one time. Alan, it's Roger. Talk us through what will be going on with the clubs just now. I know you've sat previously on the SBFL board. I think a decision like this, moving a winter break, postponing fixtures, it's not a voting issue for clubs per se. It's a it's an issue for the SPFL board to decide what will be going on just now and when would you expect to know a decision on this? Well, we're actually meeting uh, later on this evening uh, on Zoom, so um, I think that'll be a that'll be an interesting discussion. I think the SPFL board are going to chat beforehand um, on you know all the, all the things that have come out today. I think there's been, um, as you can imagine, through the wonders of modern technology, the SPFL clubs, the Premiership clubs, keep in touch um, with each other, um, WhatsApp groups and what have you. Um, we're all, we're all, these are not the kind of Interesting WhatsApp groups that we had a year and a half ago where there's always some people on it. That all, all, all premiership clubs are on this, including the SPFL executive as well. And there's been a lot of opinions shared today on that on that forum about what clubs view. And I think there's a lot of um, listening. What I would say is all clubs want to do the right thing, and all clubs have different priorities. And I get that. And, and listen, I should also say, and it's really important, particularly as you mentioned, Roger, from my time on the SPFL board. That I understand that this isn't a difficult, this isn't an easy situation for the SPFL to deal with. It's extremely difficult, and the people like Callum Beatty and Neil Doncaster and others in there will be trying to do their best for everybody, and it's almost an impossible task at times. Um, but my view, very, very firmly, is as, as I've reiterated, is that I think we should try and give it its best possible chance to have supporters, and and those those feelings have been shared by some clubs and maybe not by others. So. Listen, that's the reality of what we're in and it's now up to the SPFL in reality to try and find some sort of equilibrium. And as I can personally testify to from March to uh, May 2020, that isn't very easy. 
just two quick questions. Would you expect Sky Sports to have an input given their, their broadcast partnership? And if there is a break for two or three weeks, Alan, is that going to include divisions below the Premiership? Because you're going to be looking at big clubs like Partick <coughs> Thistle, Kilmarnock, Dunfermline, who, you know, they won't want to go in with 500 fans either. But, but they didn't have a winter break scheduled, which would have allowed them extra space to fit in the fixtures that would, you know, potentially be postponed. Yeah, and, and, and those are those are good questions. I'll start with the second one. It's difficult for me to answer the second one, Roger, on the basis of, firstly, you're, you're right to point out there isn't a winter break, so there isn't an, office, an obvious opportunity to expedite a natural break anyway. Um, so that makes it much more difficult to do that, albeit the Championship has, well, up until at least the playoffs, have slightly less fixtures um, to, to contend with. Um, so I don't know the answer to that question, and as far as I don't know what the plans are, I would imagine those clubs together with the league, we'd have to have similar sorts of discussions to what the Premiership clubs have had today. Um, and I dare say that'll probably be happening, uh, I would imagine. Uh, in terms of Sky Sports, listen, Sky Sports have been a fantastic partner to Scottish football for for the best part of the last two decades. And I actually think, and I've went on record as saying this, that you know their, their assistance and their um, pragmatism and their, 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 their understanding during this pandemic has been vital to clubs surviving. So I think Sky Sports have every right to have a very um, you know, significant say in this matter. What I would quantify that by saying is that Sky Sports have a contract to show Premiership matches um, and Premiership matches of, of which they select based on the, the kind of contract that they've signed. Um, my view about expediting the winter break doesn't prevent them from showing those matches. It may... Uh, delay those matches slightly, but that would be the same, Roger. If we were due to play, or you know, the, the old firm match was due to be played on the second of January, for example, and there was a, a you know a, a really bad weather situation, and the game had to be cancelled as well. So games are postponed and cancelled for ultimately many reasons, and you've seen that in England over the last seven days, where there are plenty of games that were scheduled to be on Sky Sports have had to be cancelled and called off um, for a variety of reasons, and I'm sure. You know, I don't want to speak for Sky, and I'm sure they would rather have the games as scheduled because they've got a schedule they're trying to stick to too. But at the same time, my experience of Sky so far has been very positive, and I think hopefully, you know, they would understand the situation that clubs were in and work with us to ensure that when the games are played, those games can be can be shown on Sky. And the reality is, whether it's the Edinburgh Derby, the Old Firm Derby, or whatever, those games are going to be popular regardless of when they're played. And listen, a lot of the callers viewing this through the prism of the old firm game, Alan, as you know, and there's a sort of assumption that the old firm game and the other fixtures that might be postponed in the next couple of weeks would be the first games to be played, but somehow be crammed in round about that yeah. Scottish week, Scottish Cup weekend in January. There is no certainty in that, is it? The way you were talking no. when you came on, there's February, there's March, there's Absolutely. April, there's up until the 33 game split to squeeze them in somewhere, anywhere. That's my view, and maybe I'm making it sound a little bit simpler, Roger, than it actually is. And to be fair, if Callum Beatty at the SPFL was listening to this now, he'd be tearing his hair out, possibly, you know, in terms of the difficulty he faces on trying to schedule games. Because the other factor that we have to, you have to put into it is you don't also know what's coming down the line in terms of what, all, what other things might naturally impact on the fixture schedule. That might be weather, it might be something else. So, you know, I understand the SPFL's angst, and as I said, I was on the board enough where, you know, fixtures was a, a topic that was debated, you know, ad nauseum at times. Um, but the reality is, um, in this situation, I, I still personally believe that there are, there are ample days and selections um, round about that. Bear in mind, you can rearrange fixtures to clash with European midweeks. You can't schedule fixtures to be on it, so that's the point of difference. 
And obviously, as everybody will know, we don't schedule schedule fixtures against European midweeks because that would take us out of the UEFA solidarity entitlement that we have. But you can rearrange it, and, that, and that's been happened over the last five to ten years. So I see no reason in European midweeks why, for example, Mullow versus St Mern at St Mern Park, which is scheduled to go ahead on the 2nd of January, couldn't take place at some point in one of those midweek matches. So I don't see there's a real need to say, right, oh, if it's not done by the end of January, we're knackered. I think there is a little bit more flexibility, mm-hmm. albeit I do accept that particularly with Rangers and Celtic still playing in Europe, that doesn't mm-hmm. make it easy, and, and that will form a large part of the SPFL's concern on that. I mean, Alan, you've been in this studio before, and you've come on the phone many times. Before we let you go, are you sure this is about more than Celtic's injury list and Rangers players going to the African Cup of Nations? Because it's not quite cutting through on Twitter yet. No, no I understand that. And as I said, <laughs> listen, I've grown up in the west of Scotland all my life, and, and, and like you guys are, are well aware of how important that, 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 that sort of element takes it. What I would say to you is, I think if clubs during this pandemic have learned anything, I think we need to try our best at times to try and look after and be cognisant of some of the club's issues. I see Aberdeen, for example, today said in a statement that games not going ahead behind closed doors or restricted to 500 could cost them up to half a million pounds. I think that's something that we've all got to you know, forget injuries and forget suspensions and forget you know, 500 versus 50,000 at Ibrox, which I know is important to supporters and I know it plays a big part of it. But think of, for example, St Johnson are playing Rangers, or I think Celtic on Boxing Day and what that would normally bring to them from a cash point of view. Think of Aberdeen and the matches that they lose, and think of the other games that would go ahead. You know, these clubs have had 18 months of real, real tough times trying to commercialise their business, trying to stay afloat, trying to squeeze every penny that they can. I think clubs need to stick together. I think we need to be above the kind of, I don't want to say the pettiness of football, because that's always what makes football great to a certain extent, particularly in this part of the world. But I would really just appeal to people to just to see above that. This is a global pandemic. There are people going ill. The government have had to take these restrictions. We haven't really talked about whether we agree or not with the restrictions, and I'm glad we haven't brought to that. But you know, from, from from that point of view, they are what they are. So whilst they are what they are, let's try and see if we can do what is fundamentally right for Scottish football, because there's nothing more important than Scottish football than supporters, and that's proven in terms of attendance. So if we can protect supporters coming to games, let's try our best to do that. And Alan, before you go, remember to send me the Zoom link for that meeting tonight. We'll stream it on the Super Scoreboard <laughs> Facebook page. What, what yeah, could possibly go wrong? Uh, nothing. I'm sure nothing. Alan, we really appreciate you taking the time. It'll be a busy night for you, uh, personally and professionally. So thanks, as always. Go, man. Thanks, guys. Man. That was Alan Burrows, Motherwell Chief Executive, who you don't have to agree. I'm sure Alan would um, be more than happy for, for people to disagree, but but clearly all explained very very clearly and, and very well and um, certainly makes a lot of sense but you can still disagree 01419511025 we'll speak to you next Hugh Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna are here this is a, a big day I think it calls for big decisions I'm thinking we might just shelve the full time teaser Well I'll tell you why Because we just spent a long time hearing from Alan Burrows And it was important That was golden stuff from him Explaining the process What goes on behind the scenes What will happen tonight on Zoom And all the rest of it So we had to do that But I still want to take as many calls as possible So you're off the hook on the teaser Good news Tonight it will return yep. Although yep. Well listen to be fair you're used, oh, to te- actually, yeah. you're used to teaming oh. up with DL on the teaser I missed my got, opportunity You've got royalty alongside you tonight I need to come back in another Tuesday, Roger To share the privilege with you Anytime uh, Right, let's bring in Michael and Rob Royston How are you feeling about all this, Michael? It's not been an easy day, has it? No, it's not been easy I'm absolutely gutted with it To be honest with you I get confirmed by a good friend of mine in Ireland That I had two tickets for me for the game So I was going um, And um, 
there's a ripple effect there that people don't, don't realise as well that these guys that are coming over to Ireland, um, hotels booked, flights booked, everything like that, tickets that's no use anymore. And um, also, for the life of me, I don't understand how they get to this 500. They just pull this figure out of there. How is it fair that at St Mirren Park, there's 500 fans allowed to be there? A capacity of 8,000 and my stadium, Celtic Stadium 60,000 and still only 500 somebody needs to justify that because I, I just can't get my head around that yeah we've gone back here Roger you're taking me back in time because this was once a, a thing and then eventually it became you know a percentage of a a stadium we started hearing those types of ideas we've probably not gone round to actually do you think these restrictions are are right or not what do you make of the that because you can yeah, understand people I, would feel I, an agreement with I, Michael. I actually can understand Michael's point of view. Um, if you look at some of the other restrictions that the first minister was putting in things today, you know, a hundred people at an indoor thing, or two hundred people at the next event, or five hundred people at an outdoor event, surely they need to take into consideration the size of the area that the outdoor event is taking place in. Now, if the outdoor event's taking place in my back garden, you couldn't have five hundred people. If the outdoor event's taking place at, say, Alloa or Clyde or Airdrie, then you Breaking, probably could maybe. have. Yeah, you probably could have five hundred. Mark Wilson would have loved five hundred mm. people at Breaking. Oh, uh, you could probably have five hundred people, but socially distance inside a stadium that would normally hold sixty thousand people. Even if you were going at a, a social distance of one or two meters, you would get considerably more mm. than five hundred people. And if you go back to the Euros. What did we have in Hamden for the Euros? Thirteen, I think. Yeah, I was going to say twelve and a half. So that was socially distanced then inside a stadium that's actually smaller mm. than Celtic Park. So the across the board five hundred to me didn't really make sense. I was speaking to people this morning who were aware of the five hundred, but understood the five hundred was going to be for smaller stadia, and there would then be a sliding scale up. You know, the likes of you heard Stephen Glass earlier on mm. the likes of Petaudry. Easter Road, Tyne Castle might be allowed some more. And then if there's events at Hamden, at Ibrox, as Michael says, at Celtic Park, even more, you know, going into four figures. So I, I was surprised when it was an across the board 500. I, mean, I get the point, Michael, because ultimately, it, you know, it, it would help a bit. Anything would help a bit. The, the more we go up, the, the more people that would, would get in and, and maybe it would take a bit of the heat off this. But just listening to, to Alan Burrows there, sort of rhyming off the different... Problems that that he sees with the you know with the idea that we play in front of reduced crowds. Given that we've had we've had a full season, pretty much, Michael, where fans have gone in. You're a Celtic fan. Celtic Park's been full all the season tickets. It might help a bit, but it's still not. A, it's not going to be a great scenario, is it? That after all this time, Celtic then need to choose. I don't know, five thousand, eight thousand of their season ticket holders to get into. A game of, of this magnitude that That's a headache for clubs isn't it? It's a, it's a headache for clubs Gordon But at the same time You've got to remember like, The more fans it's there The better the atmosphere as well And on the subject of um, Halting the season now, the, the, Bringing the winter break in now That just makes perfect, perfect common sense And um, Anybody that's uh, Saying differently I don't understand There's no about an advantage for Celtic With injuries that a guy said earlier on it's about football. It's about maximising the potential to have football fans in the ground. Football without fans is nothing, and we need the fans in the door. In the door, so we delay, delay, bring this forward. The winter break, 
and then hopefully things will work out in my favour. If they don't, the game will still be played behind closed doors and nothing's lost. But we need to try and get the fans back in. Yeah, Michael makes a, a good case And I suppose that does link into what Alan Burroughs was saying Mark, again, you don't you don't have to agree with this Of course not, I think most people are disagreeing uh, With the restrictions And you can still think that um, On the phones I mean tonight And you, you know, you can still think that You want to go ahead behind closed doors th- th- That's your right but, but surely listening to Alan Burroughs Listening to, to what it means to him And what it means to his fans And what it would do financially If they were to play in front of 500 fans And all the rest that goes into it can we try and move beyond Celtics injuries yeah. or Rangers African Nations Cup players? I'm not pretending that it's ideal. Of course, yeah. it's a talking point. But just listen to Alan. Don't don't take don't exactly. take our word for it. it, it Alan Burrows made perfect sense. Everything he said, um, you know, getting away from the injury list and the the players that would be missing later on, it makes perfect sense. And and saying that if we've got an opportunity, a natural opportunity with this circuit break of this two weeks, just to move it forward a week. It's there We should take it And If we have to play Behind closed doors later on The opportunity is there And Make that The last resort um, When we can And You know the, the, Going back to the 500 thing That Michael's saying it, it does seem A random number pulled if, it, if it's to do with the travel And people getting into stadiums Then Like I said earlier The travel Situation is still there 500 people I, I guess Way watered down From what would be there However The size of the stadium Roger says Has to come into consideration To allow clubs to survive Because Alan Burrow Says it perfectly It's about finance For clubs as well We all chat about Hospitality venues Being hit hard And may not see This one through And you have to Sympathise with them um, The hard time That they're going through But football clubs Are the same Celtic and Rangers May not have as big problems as St Johnson, like like Alan says on Boxing Day against Celtic, or against St Mirren, or against Motherwell. Um, the financial troubles that they might have because of this, so it just doesn't make sense in a lot of levels. And I think the fans who are who are calling in are are voicing that. Yeah, I think that was an interesting point, Michael. It, it will definitely get lost because we always just focus on on the big clubs. But Alan explaining to us there that actually. In many ways clubs are better Operating completely behind closed doors But 500 fans is a is a problem Because you need to open the stadium You need staff You need to put certain things in place So you're paying money out the way And you're not actually getting any money in Because you can't sell hospitality The 500 who you invite are already season ticket holders Because they paid their money up front You're not going to accept walk-ups on the day For a, a game that's only got 500 So actually that that's a headache to clubs I'm not sure people have been fully realising that I get, I get that, Gordon, and that uh, Alan Burroughs uh, spoke a lot of sense, uh, and I lo- he used a lot of common sense. And it was interesting to hear what goes on at these meetings um, and how they they have a sort of WhatsApp group and stuff like that. Uh, I can imagine that can get a bit touchy at times. Um, <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it's just a bit of common sense has got to prevail. Bring for, bring forward the winter break, and let's hope keep our fingers crossed. We can get the fans back in as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, some good points well made, Michael. Thank you for joining us tonight. That was Michael and Rob Royston. Let's go straight to Martin um, because there is another strand to this story um, and one that's been overshadowed when on another night it would be front and centre. That's that St Mirren had asked for postponements against Celtic and Rangers for upcoming Premiership games. That has been rejected. So as it stands, those games will 
Go ahead Martin as a St Mirren fan How do you feel about that? I'm not a St Mirren fan I've got a soft spot for oh, St Mirren sorry. My apologies My problem is that St Mirren play the Celtic tomorrow night With probably Five or six boys under the age of 18 in the squad mm-hmm. They play Rangers on Saturday Get if the game's on With the same amount of boys in the squad They dropped six points At the end of the season St Mirren get relegated How's that sporting integrity? When we can't put a team That'll give them any sort of A fight in the two games coming up yeah, I mean, we had a, a, a situation at the weekend, Roger, where Dundee United had to play a lot of teenagers as well. Whether it was the same amount of disruption or not, I, I don't know. Um, what do you make of Martin's point? Um, I think it's a good point. I don't understand why the game's not off. St. Mirren have 10 outfield players and three goalkeepers left. They've had to recall four kids who have been on loan at Lowland League clubs, haven't even been playing regularly for the Lowland League clubs. They're not ready to play Celtic. Now, if the SPFL board decide tonight that they're going to carry on, with games Not only do these kids Have to play Celtic Tomorrow night They have to go to Ibrox and play Rangers On Boxing Day as well um, That could be detrimental To their development It could very well Be detrimental To their welfare Because these lads Have been used to Running about For half an hour Against Vale of Leithen And Stirling University Not running about For an hour Against Callum McGregor And Joe Aribo um, I don't think The optics As they say nowadays Gordon Are very good Other games have been Called off For what on the face of it Looks to me lesser reasons When Hibernian went to Dingwall I think Hibernian had an awful lot more players available then But did they though? I thought they did Perhaps they didn't Because is there not Like we said earlier There must be a number now I get like You know case by case That well, that sounds pretty grim The recalling of the players So I accept that But on a on an arithmetic basis St Mirren have enough players to play So I, I assume Hibs didn't I, I, I actually can't remember I, I, Surely I, I Listen I don't know I think it's very, very harsh on St Mirren. Yeah, I'll I don't know. What, with I that. don't know what ten outfield players are fit. What if one of them does mm. a hamstring in the first five minutes? Then a few people have used the phrase tonight: integrity. The word integrity. Where is the integrity? If a player or two gets injured, are they available to play in Boxing Day against Rangers? They really are starting to get down to to, to dangerous numbers. Then what happens tomorrow morning? If St Mirren wake up And do their daily testing well, Because that, the JLG now have them Doing daily testing that is, still, that is still an issue They are awaiting more PCR test results I, I think So um, I, I don't think As soon as you go into the realm Of calling players back from home I think that's That's enough To have the game Called off I think it's a big ask On St Mirren To field a team Of young kids Now I know Dundee United did it But the they players were Were in the building And there I think we Hibs did was it because the game was at Dingwall? Would it not allow, n- allow enough time for the squad who had travelled up to, yep. to get they there? Were already and play up it? there, I think. Yeah. However, it was still possible, and the game got called off. So I think it's enough for St Mirren to to have the game called off. And again, it's it just looks like another decision that leaves mm. a lot of us on the outside baffled at why it's been taken. And this isn't a Celtic thing, and it isn't a Rangers thing. Because it's a game it's, against both. Yeah, both games would be off. For the first time, we might actually be able to overlook that yeah, as, and, a, as a theory. And you have to look at St Mirren, Mirren as well. We're just chatting there. Alan Burrows mentioned the finances that these games bring to, to clubs. And obviously, if that game was off um, tomorrow for St Mirren, it's uh, at cost. So they, they ask for it to be off for a legitimate reason. And that's got to be taken into consideration, surely. They're not doing it for anything other than they can't field a competitive team. Yeah, Martin, it's is, is that the ultimate fear that you... And I guess every team could 
Not every team Some teams could say that oh, We had our problems and, and we had COVID And all the rest of it But that obviously Is the ultimate fear Isn't it That come the end of the season It's a, it's points that um, That make the difference Yeah it's because At the end of the day As I said there It's not doing It's not, not just about Celtic Rangers This problem here We've got this pandemic It's about all the Scottish footballing teams Surviving Not just whether Celtic will have players Back fit And Rangers players Will beat the African Leonations It's about Scottish football Not just Celtic and Rangers well said It gets lost a little bit um, I think Alan Burrows did a decent job of, of reminding people That there are so many clubs out there Who've got finances and, and various other things to look after But Martin We can understand your concerns for St Mirren for sure uh, Keep your calls coming 01419511025 You just wonder Roger If And I'm not saying this makes it okay But if we're looking at potential reasons Are the SPFL already dreading Rearranged fixtures If Celtic Motherwell Hibs And whoever else Gets their way And they bring forward The winter break And have to find slots To, to, to rearrange Fixtures Are they Subconsciously dreading Oh We would need to find Space for St Mirren Celtic And St Mirren Rangers as well Let's do everything we can yeah, To I, get I, them on I don't think that should Come into consideration If there's a legitimate reason For a game to be postponed Then the game should be postponed And to me If St Mirren are left With 10 outfield players 3 goalies And a bunch of kids who have been called back from loan spells in the Lowland League? That's a legitimate reason for a game to be. Can won. you can you call loan players back Apart- out with the window? Now, you, only if you get special dispensation from the league, and I think the league have given special dispensation for four players to come back and sit on the bench. Interesting stuff. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Believe it or not, I've got something even more important uh, than games tomorrow night. Mission Christmas Now if you have already donated to Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas appeal A massive thank you from all of us Your generosity as always has been incredible But unfortunately for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West Christmas is just another day And and your donations will make a huge difference on that day We're not talking about making it special or really pushing the boat out Just so that these children can actually notice a difference To separate Christmas Day with all the other tough days that they have. We're already in the process of getting the much needed donations out to the most vulnerable families, but there is still time to donate. Go to Clyde1.com forward slash mission. Just give you what you can. We really appreciate any help that you can possibly give. That's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with JD Pierce. Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'd be lucky to get one wise man. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB You can call us as well on the usual number 01419511025 The only other story today, Roger, that's even close to getting a look in Paul McGinn's been charged by the Scottish FA for his inept comments about the referee Does that surprise you? Um, it doesn't surprise me It sort of slightly disappoints me I watched the coverage on the TV After the game on Sunday And you could see the emotion coming through in Paul um, He was almost in tears um, Trying to deal with a sense of disappointment A sense of frustration A sense of injustice um, He spoke from the heart I've heard far worse criticism of referees and linesmen And fourth officials over the years um, is it but, not just about the language used? I mean, there is a rule whether yeah, we, this, whether there's a bias or incompetence rule, yeah, isn't if you, it? If you call someone inept, I mean, it's like the dictionary definition of suggesting incompetence. Yeah, yeah. it's just another word for it. It, it is, but I, do, I don't think, as Paul was speaking, 
he was really thinking to himself, I, I better stop now just in case I get a notice of complaint in three days' time. Um, it was an emotionally charged evening. Uh, should that be taken into account? I mean, if you've got a rule, and well, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, if, if the rule is there, are you going to take into account you know, how upset someone is? or Because they're always going to be charged after a game, aren't they? Uh, yeah, and listen, I don't really know. The compliance officer has been extremely quiet for a long time, has come up with a couple that maybe we didn't expect him to come up with. Um, Which ones? A, oh, I knew you were going to ask me that There was one recently What was it? <laughs> Callum Butcher <laughs> and David Turnbull No, 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 certainly wasn't that one What was the other one that came up? I never mind I can't quite remember Anyway, listen I, I'm not wholly surprised I'm slightly disappointed that, that, that they've gone And they'll now miss In all probability A couple of games At the start of Sean Maloney's reign But mm. listen that's one of one of these things It just depends Mark Like I say I'm pretty sure most people Don't like that rule And most people say That good you know, That's what we're all That's what we're all feeling anyway Good on them that, that, Good on them speaking out And you stick up for your team So I think most fans Hate, hate that stuff yeah. um, I'm sure the Scottish FA Would argue If there's a rule there That says Don't imply that a referee's biased or incompetent And you call him inept Then it probably <laughs> Probably does fall into that Like I say But most fans would leaves Would them, rather it wasn't there Yeah Leaves them very Little room for manoeuvre um, and you know Further down the line Someone else does it Did they let him off as well So I have every sympathy With Paul McGinn Because I like players Showing emotion And they should show emotion After losing a cup final However You're right Gordon Rules are there And they have to adhere to them Unfortunately and The day a couple of weeks ago Gordon when I was covering St Mirren versus Hibs I think Paul was suspended Because he'd been sent off At Livingston in the midweek And he was sitting Off the other side of the, the Corridor in the main stand at St Mirren to me, and it was gesturing for me to take off my cans to speak to him. And I eventually took off my cans, and he said to me, "You're just hanging on to that hair and no more, aren't you?" So I hope it gets all he gets. And for now the you're sticking up for me tonight. It deserves wow. all he gets. Oh, how wow. true is he? As well, <laughs> he's bang on the money, Roger. Right you, you can't argue with uh, it. Fraser's and he's called. Her. What's your point tonight? Um, it's just a point. Um, obviously, there's been a lot made about fans and football. Um, and completely agree that foot, you know, football without fans is nothing. However, I think another slant on it is about the players. So we're talking about rearranging fixtures and already, you know, Rangers and Celtic, both in Europe, there's there's cup games going on. There's a World Cup that's going to be in November, looking like the league will start early. Um, there's the um, Scotland, they've got games in March. Then they've got games in June. When do the players actually get a break? Um, in, in such a busy schedule as well Oh yeah Don't get me wrong It would be a logistical nightmare Fraser I'm sure And I don't envy the people At the SPFL Who have to Assess the calendar But w- would it be any more hectic Than this fixture schedule That we've got currently You know if the games Were to go ahead It's it's pretty chock-a-block anyway No yeah It is, it is chock-a-block But again Players Players know this is coming up I mean I'm I'm no Medical expert But you know They're they're primed for You know This time of the year And they know that That comes up And they'll be working Towards that Everything that they're doing So I think to then Try and rearrange Potentially three Maybe four games For some teams Is is quite a difficult challenge Do you think And this is tough I appreciate that Fraser Think players would rather Play in front of crowds though And and deal with what You've just mentioned Yeah But they would rather play And not risk you know, missing out on potentially a World Cup because they pick up an injury. We've seen with, we've seen with Celtic and, the, and their load at the minute, how many injuries they've been getting. And that'll come down to load, that'll come down to training. You know, so you would much rather play in front of crowds. Of course you would, but you would also much rather play. Mark? I think if we had to bring the 
the break forward I don't think players would have any argument about that I think you're right Gordon players would rather play in front of crowds and uh, the recovery time with players nowadays that's not what I think by the way I was just asking the question alright okay well sorry well um, the recovery time with players nowadays um, with, with sports science is much better than it used to be they they already cram a lot into their year um, so even if there is a huge load of games and a huge load of important games when you take international games into it I still believe they can get through it we hear players all the time what would you rather do train for four days out the week and then play one game or play three games a week they'd, they'd always choose playing three games a week so I get players will pick up injuries. They would do that anyway throughout the season. We've seen Celtic with the muscle injuries so far, but other teams will be the same. I think that it's a no-brainer for players. They would rather shut down just now and then restart the season when crowds are allowed in and uh, albeit maybe a, a busy schedule, the season may run on if there's time for that. I think they'd take that all day. Roger? Yeah, listen, this isn't a criticism of the schedule because I love football and I could watch football every night of the year. We are now reaching a stage though... Mm where the load that is placed on professional footballers is, you know, I, I'm not going to say worrying. Ange Postacoglu spoke last month. It's not just here either, is used it? Used the word burnout. I've noticed English clubs are, are saying similar things. You've got the World Cup, which might be every two years soon. The Euros, the African Cup of Nations. You've got all the Asian qualifiers that Kyogo goes to. You've got the Champions League, the Europa League, the Conference League now. Everybody seems to play football all the time. And there is no doubt about it. Martin's right. There are more injuries than Fraser. there have ever. I don't know where you got oh, Martin sorry, from. Martin was but... the last caller. Sorry, Fraser. Um, as Fraser said, I think there are more injuries than there have ever been before. If you go back, back to my day, then United won the league with 14 players. Now folk are using 15 players in the first two weeks of the season. So, you know, they're having to have But the, game, the game's changed, Roger. It has. You know, it has. The, the game's a much more explosive game anyway. And so that adds to the injury toll as well and the, and the load that's on players. So would that be your driving... Factor Fraser You would Play just now Behind closed doors For the players benefit Is that your sort of Main Main reasoning No but I think Everything that I've listened to tonight It's all about the fans And I sometimes think That we, we forget Yeah And you know I'm a season ticket holder At Ibrox And absolutely You know Would love to go to The game on Boxing Day And, and know that I might not be able to do that I might not be able to go to a game Between now and the end of the season Who knows but at the end of the day, I think sometimes we forget about the players as well. And, you know, if we don't have the best players available, then the game isn't as good as it can be. Um, so that that that's part of the reason why I think that, you know, we should continue. Um, and again, you know, through a Christmas period, I look forward to, if I'm not at the game of football, watching the football on TV. You know, that that's a big part. Of Christmas and people's mental health And I think we just can't take that too lightly Yeah I, I think football's Impact on mental health is hugely Important Roger, something that we've touched on In this show many times before I I just wonder About that side of it We're talking about people's you know, I, I, It almost suggests then That people who want to Bring the winter break forward Or are not thinking about fans' mental health Which which is a bit unfair Because I'm sure they would say Well actually we are Because we want to give fans The chance to, to get into games Yeah that was the point Alan Burroughs was making earlier on There's going to be a two week break At some stage um, The two week break was, shifting it. was scheduled All the proposal tonight is Is to bring it forward So there's still going to be A two week break It would just happen After tomorrow night's fixtures Rather than after the Edinburgh Derby On January the 3rd um, 
everyone knows the importance of football to people's mental health. That was why the authorities, including government, were very keen to get football going again after that first lockdown, if you remember. Remember, we come back with no crowds, Gordon. But it was just a case of getting football by hook or by crook for people to watch and enjoy. Any final words from you, Mark Wilson? Nope. Oh, oh, <laughs> did you want me to say something? You're kind of required to, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, look, Fraser there saying, think of the players. I think the players, if he's if that was his initial point, I think the players looking at this situation would much prefer to play in front of crowds. And like Roger saying there, if the two-week break is just round the corner, surely it makes perfect common sense to everybody just to shift it. And like Alan Burrow says, if it comes three weeks or four weeks down the line and we're still in this position, okay, then we've gave it our best shot. You've just tried and you, you can give it a go. Okay. What, ha- what happens tonight, Mark, when that Zoom link gets sent round? What happens if it ends up in Dundee's spam folder? <laughs> oh, don't, don't start that don't, again, don't, honestly. No, no. That's another hour in the show there. Yeah. Seriously, can't go back there. Fraser, thought-provoking stuff though. Thank you for taking the time. Will you give us a call back soon? Definitely. Good man, thank you. Fraser uh, in East Calder, that pretty much does it. Um... This is strange. I'm going to usually ask for your match day predictions. Give us your doomsday prediction. Does this winter break get shifted? And do we find out tomorrow? Just based on the statements that have come out from clubs so far and the words of Alan Burrows in his show after 7 o'clock tonight, I would suspect the winter break will be brought forward. The one guarantee I can't give is that when the clubs want to go back to playing on the 15th or 16th of January, that these restrictions won't still be in place. Yes, I agree. I think we'll see more statements from clubs shortly. And unfortunately, I don't think we'll be here on Boxing Day. <sighs> and I won't be back in the show this side of Christmas, so a very Merry Christmas to you all. Well, listen, listen, you, you might be, Roger. right? Just given the way things have been, I, I've learned to not make any promises about staffing issues <laughs> one way or the other over the last few weeks. We might see you tomorrow for all you know. So, right, just hold that thought. Thank you, Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson. At the moment, I think we get the return of Gordon DL into the studio tomorrow. I think. Oh, oh, look at you. Is That's that the why plan. The, is that why the pipe band and the buntings are? Um, oh, and you'll be, you'll be, you two will be reunited on Thursday. Can't wait. Oh, it's Cannot been a, wait. a long time kept apart. How many times has he called you? Over I, the last uh, honestly, week? it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Roger, do you not say he called you eight times in one day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we are back tomorrow at 6 Who knows what the future will hold for Scottish football But we will uh, look back on whatever the, the decision is tomorrow at 6 o'clock Make sure you join us Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>